or maybe you've just never realised it. When you give financially to, um, to church, we're very blessed because you can, at the end of the financial year, get a third back if you just put in an application for, um, uh, it's like a special form you fill out with your donation. As a church, we give you a donation receipt and you can actually submit that and get one third of it back, which is a blessing, isn't it? What a blessing that is. So I just wanted to let you know about that in case you weren't aware. And I will explain why I've got a piece of pumpkin up here soon, just in case you're wondering. Why has she got pumpkin? It's not cooked, so no. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. You look so great. Now, I, um, I just wanted to... It's Vision Sunday today. So despite what's going on in the world and despite the push uh, to control how we can and can't live our lives... And despite the rising costs of food, energy, and other costs of living, if we're willing to trust God and walk each day by faith, despite the circumstances, to pray and to exercise our authority as um, children of God and, and joint heirs with Christ Jesus, and to make decrees and declarations with boldness, speaking only good things into existence, 2023 will be a year of blessing and overflow. Provided we can make a quality decision to do these things, 2023 will be a year of abundance. And so blessing is so important. Blessing and abundance and overflow is really important for the body of Christ. And there's a reason why. Because with our excess, we can bless others. We can see lives changed. We can bless the poor and we can help those in need, and ultimately we can reap a harvest of salvation. So the purpose of blessing is not to keep it for ourselves, it's to bless others with our overflow. And you know, um, if you think of overflow as being, I'm going to give a scripture later on, Luke 6.38, it talks about, um, about how you know, you can fill, let me just find that scripture actually, it says, given it will be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. I want you to imagine a big bucket and you put grain into it and you press it down and then you shake it together and then, so it fits as much as it can and then it starts to run over because more's being poured in. So that stuff running over, that's the overflow I'm talking about. That's cool. So, Overflow can come in many forms, and it could be financial, it could be overflow coming as a result of what we do during the week, or it could be what we grow in our gardens, for example. And overflow should also be spiritual, because we're spiritual beings. God's a spiritual being. And, uh, you know, the physical is just what we see with our natural eyes, and that's really a reflection of, of the spirit in a way as well. You know, so without the spirit, there would be no physical world. So you know, overflow should also be spiritual too. And we come together on a Sunday to be built up on it in our faith. So this is the purpose of, of meeting together as a church. We, we, um, we come to church to be encouraged. We come to worship and praise our God together. There's nothing quite like worshipping together as a church, eh? It's, it's lovely to have your own time of worship with God and you're at home, but something cool about worshipping God um, together as a church. We come together on a Sunday to be filled with, refilled with the Holy Spirit and to spend time together in his presence. And once we're filled, then that overflow can flow out to others who are spiritually depleted, you know, and that, that's where we should be. Hey, we should be coming and refilling, and then that overflow just flows out during the week. So when we give out of our overflow, we sow good seed. And the system of seed plant and harvest works with good and bad seed. As you know, there's lots of weeds in, in, around the place, isn't there? <laughs> so good seed and bad seed always reap a harvest. But... Uh, we want to choose to grow, sow good seed so that we can reap a harvest of blessing, salvation, and life. So to give you a little bit of an understanding of seed, plant, and harvest, I want to talk to you about two of the names of God. 
And throughout the Bible, as you, if you've read the Bible before, there's lots of names for God that describe an aspect of, of God or a, attributes of God. And uh, in Genesis 1.1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So God here is written in the English as capital G, little o, little d. And in the original Hebrew, this, this, in this verse, God is Elohim, which means God in his fullness. So God in his fullness, in the beginning, he created the heavens and the earth. And another name for God is Yahweh, which in the King James Version is spelled Lord with all capitals. And it's really interesting to know these things because then it helps us get a, an idea of what the attributes of God are. And so Lord God is first used in Genesis 2.4. And in that verse it says, This is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created, in the day that the Lord God made the, heaven and the, earth, the earth and the heavens. So Yahweh, or Lord, in all capitals, is the part of God that set in place the cycles of life. Okay, so, so things that govern... Um, Seed, seed planting and harvest, sowing and reaping, even life and death as well. Um, so sowing and reaping or seed plant and harvest have been given names by people who don't want to acknowledge God, and that would be things like karma and uh, what goes around comes around. Uh, actions have consequences. There's probably a whole bunch more, and I, I think this one must be Australian. A boomerang returns back to the person that throws it. So we've been given by God himself a free will to choose, and therefore we choose what type of seed we sow, don't we? We do. Every word we say is a seed. And, that, and, and every action we take is a seed as well. So we determine what type of seed we sow, and that seed's going to determine the harvest that we reap. So the reason why I'm talking about that is because I want to talk to us about 2023, and tapping into God's economy, which is of God's system of seed, plant, and harvest, basically. And it's a spiritual economy, and so it's in the same way that we're first and foremost a spiritual being, as I said before, with a soul living in a physical body. God's economy is spiritual as well, and that manifests in the physical realm. So it's an economy of sowing and reaping, of seed, plant, and harvest, and being generous toward God and others. So the Bible says, and I'm just going to give you a few of them because there's a lot more, and I, I don't want to say all of them because that would take me, I don't know how long. But we, things like this. So think about sowing and, and reaping, about seed and harvest when I talk about this. When we bless others, we're blessed. So when we bless others, that's our seed sown. We bless others, then we're blessed. So that's the harvest. When we revere the word... When we give it the reverence it deserves, the word is Jesus. But when we revere the word of God, that's our seed and our harvest is a reward. It says we'll be rewarded in Proverbs 13, 13. When we sow generosity, we will reap blessing and prosperity. It says in Proverbs eleven twenty five, and also um, Proverbs 22, 9. There's probably other places where these things are said as well. When we sow mercy to the poor, we will reap happiness, Proverbs 14.21 says. When we fear or show reverence for the Lord God, so it does say the Lord God in his system of seed, plant and harvest, so when we show reverence for that, for the Lord God, Yahweh, he will reap, sorry, we will reap a fountain of life, the Bible says, we'll find riches on, and honour and we'll avoid the snares of death. Proverbs 14.27 says that, and Proverbs 19.23, and there's more. When we sow humility, we'll reap honour. Proverbs 15.33. And when we keep our mouth and our tongue under control, our soul will be free from trouble. So that's Proverbs 21.23. When we put our trust in God, he will be our shield. That's what, that's what God says in Proverbs uh, 35. Verse 5, so our, so our seed in a way would be trust in God and then our harvest would be um, that God is our shield. 
And then when we trust the Lord, God and his system of seed, plant and harvest, we will reap prosperity, it says, and we'll find safety. And that's written in Proverbs 28.25 and also 29.25 as well. So there's so many, and that's just some of them. That's just some of the harvests of blessing that God has for us. So when we talk about seed, plant and harvest, we're not just talking about finances, although it does include that. But it's so much more. It's everything we do every day. We're sowing seed continually. So Proverbs 11:24 to 25 explains the way God's economy kind of works as well, very well, I think. There is one who scatters, yet increases more, and there is one who withholds more as right, but it leads to poverty. The generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered. Do you notice that that's completely the opposite of the way the world's economy works? The world's economy doesn't necessarily bless generosity necessarily, you know, like you've got to work and, and so forth. And we do need to work. But there is, it doesn't, in our minds, when we try to logically think things through, we don't think, oh, goodness, Lord, things are getting challenging. I think I'll give away some money. Hey, <laughs> We don't normally say that to ourselves. But there are many scriptures about planting seed and reaping a harvest. And when we sow, no matter what it is, it, we will actually reap a harvest. And we just need to trust God. And what God wants for us as his church is that we actually get a really good revelation of that and start putting it into action. So I'm going to read to you from 2 Corinthians 9, because this one's often used... Um, in regards to giving financially, but it applies to so much more. So 2 Corinthians 9, 6 to 8, and I'll also read verse 10. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So it, let each one give whatever it is, um, as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, have an abundance for every good work. So that's talking about us having an, an abundance. So when we sow generously, um, we'll reap generously. And verse 10 says, Now may he who's God, who supplies seed to the sower, which you are the sower, okay, and bread for food, may he supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Notice those words, he will supply, he will multiply, he will increase. It's really clear, it's all throughout the Bible, it's amazing. And I just praise God that we're becoming more aware of actually what we haven't tapped into enough. You know, we, we could, but this year is going to be a different year for us. This year is going to be a year of blessing, abundance, multiplication. And despite what's going on in the world, despite rising prices, this home will be a home of abundance and overflow and blessing. And that overflow will go out to people in our community. Obviously, we'll have everything we need because God loves it, his children. He wants us to be blessed. He wants us to be provided for. He doesn't want us to be short of anything. Um, but God wants that overflow because the overflow is what's spilling over the sides to be blessing other, other people out in our community and reaping salvation in the end. That's the ultimate thing. So. All right, so then I'm going to go to, just very briefly, I'll, I'll, you don't have to turn there, John 10, 10, Jesus said, I have come, that's up, that they, he says, I have come, that they, that's you and I, may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Hey, abundance again used. And Luke 6, 38, as I mentioned before, given it will be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured to you. So I just want to just turn there for a moment because I want to just point out that if we're talking about giving um, or sowing and reaping, 
The verse prior to that says, judge not and you shall not be judged. Condemn not and you shall not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. That's sowing and reaping too. Do you notice that? So if we sow judgment, if we judge other people, then we'll reap judgment on ourselves. That's not a very pleasant harvest to have, I don't think. If we, if we sow condemnation on other people, then we'll reap condemnation. Okay, And condemnation is, it says that the enemy condemns, the Holy Spirit convicts. There's a really big difference between those two. Conviction of sin is like, oh, just a little tweak. Actually, you're getting a little bit off track here and you need to make some adjustments. Condemnation is where the enemy is saying, you are so useless, you're bad, you're hopeless, nothing's ever going to work for you. The enemy loves to do that. He loves to put those thoughts in our mind. We need to be quick to recognize that because condemnation is not of God. Hey. Eh? And, uh, and even, so if we need to be careful too that we're not speaking things like that out either. And so, um, so yeah, so then, it, so then it goes on to say, given it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. And it says a little bit later in that verse, with the same measure you use, it will be measured back to you. So if you're, if you're um, giving and your, your gift is little, then that same measure whatever is being used will be used to measure it back to you, okay? So that's a really interesting thought as well because it's, it's, we're the ones that determine the measure we use and it's about our heart attitude, not the, not the actual dollar amount. It's, it's, it's all God can see everything, you know, he knows. Um, Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So I mentioned that last week when I was preaching. That's like a seed. So we seek first the kingdom of God, and then it says, and all these things, everything we need, will be added to you. So that's the harvest. We don't have to go seeking it. We don't have to um, try to do it. We'd, all we need to do is sow the seed with the right attitude, and the harvest will come. So we just need to remember, too, to honour God with our first fruits. So we, also, we need to remember that we've got to give back to the one, our God, who provided for us in the first place. And God says in Proverbs 3, uh, 9 to 10, it says, Honour the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So that's our seed. So honouring the Lord with our possessions and with the first fruits of all our increase, that's our seed. And then it's, that talk describes the harvest. It says, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. That's cool. Not very many of us have barns, but I'm sure we've got sheds. Hey. <laughs> I'm sure we've got a few sheds maybe, big wardrobes, cupboards, <laughs> bank accounts. <laughs> Thank you, God. So yeah, so we've got to remember those first fruits. And I want to read from, to you um, from Malachi again. And I know the scripture's used a lot with um, tithes and offerings, but um, it's, a, it's important to go over it too. So uh, verse 10 and 11 I'll read. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And prove me now, and this says the Lord of hosts, and it's L-O-R-D in capitals, notice. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Does that speak like overflow? Abundance? And verse 11, And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. Wow. So God, if you're not sure, the, the storehouse is the church because Jesus um, receives it through the church. Um, and God wants that. It says, um, why? It says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. And then the he gives the reason straight after that. He says, that there may be food in my house. So in other words, so there'll be good spiritual food for you in this house. But God promises blessings with this. You know, that's the cool thing, is you might be 
giving, but God says, now prove me. Okay, you've sown seed, now prove me. And I'm just going to pour out blessings so much that there isn't even room enough to receive it. Wow, that's cool. God actually wants to do that. And he says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake so that the overflow won't be stolen. So that that won't be stolen from you. So he'll do that on our behalf. That's cool. So be aware of the seed you sow in 2023. Sow good seed through your words, through your actions, financially even, through your time, serving in the church, all those things. And I know a lot of us do that. We are blessed as a church with people who sow their finances generously. We really are blessed. We are blessed as a church with people who sow their time into serving in, in one or sometimes more ministries. And we really appreciate that. Peter and I really, really appreciate that and the leadership team too. Um, but we know that we'd really like to encourage because encourage you with that because, you know, God wants that blessing for you. And I've been praying for quite some time that God would abundantly bless every member of our church, that God would be pouring out blessing upon our church, that we would, have, that we would get a revelation of sowing and reaping, of seed plant and harvest, so that we are sowing constantly, constantly. And it's not just financial, it's other areas too, you know. Because, not because I want things in it for me, not at all. It's not that at all. It's because I want you to be blessed. I want you to be blessed. So, you know, I've been praying that you'll all experience increase in everything that you set your hand to, that you'll prosper. And no matter what it is that you do, that you would be blessed and prosperous. So, um, Mark, I just want to go to Mark 12, 30 to 31. It says... Um, I'll just turn to it. I'll get there. Okay, so Mark 12, chapter, chapter 12, verse 30 and 31. So Jesus is speaking to the scribes, and they asked him, what is the first commandment of all? And Jesus responded and said, um, you shall love the Lord your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And in verse 31, he says, And the second, like it, is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So we need to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And, uh, and, that and the second commandment is that we need to make sure we love our neighbor as much as we love ourselves. And we have a motto at Centre Church that says, love God, love people. And then it says, serve God and serve people, but love is the most important. Love God, love people. That's what we do at Centre Church, and that's what we need to get even better at. We need to get even better at that. So um, looking forward to 2023, there's some things that, that Peter and I see ahead of us, and we, want to, we, we, we already see this in a lot of ways, but we want it to become absolutely in your face, can't be denied, okay? These are that our church would be a home of love, John 15, 42, where everyone feels loved and genuinely cared about. We, we, want our, we see our church as being a home of support, Galatians 6 verse 2, where we know we can be supported in developing our relationship with God, where we know when we face a difficult time that we'll be supported in love and compassion, eh? because we do all go through challenges. We also see our church as a home where people are welcomed with open arms. I think we're quite, I think we're quite good at that, but I just want to finish this off because we also need to go the next step and get con people connected into groups. And this is one of our, um, gonna be one of our big pushes this year is about connection. So where we make new people feel welcome and help them connect to a group, that's the bit that's sort of been missing because we've been through some times in our church where we're, where we're kind of rebuilding, you know. Um, because why? Connection's so important. We've got to be able to form friendships and, and relationship, eh? Speaking, yeah. 
Uh, all right, so we, we see our church as a home of healing, and it's so important, home of healing. That's been spoken prophetically over our church as well, where we can receive a word of God, word from God in season, and, uh, or, you know, could be a word of knowledge or whatever it is, and where we can also find healing for our body, our physical body, and our soul as well, as it, as, and our spirit as well. When we're born again, you could think of it as being healing as well. It's a rebirth, you know, um, and a home of restoration. And if you don't know, our church full name is Christian Restoration Centre. And, and so our home, we see our home as a home of restoration. So Isaiah 40 verse 31, where we can find restoration and hope for the future. And like two more, we see our church as a, as a beacon of light as well. And that as the darkness gets darker, the light will become brighter. And as we, as we tap into God's economy and we start sowing good seed and we start being generous in, in many, many ways, then that's just going to grow more and more obvious. So um, Matthew 5.16 is for that, where people will be drawn to the light, the good news and the hope in God. And then we also see our church as being a home of blessing as well. Proverbs 19.17 and Matthew 6.33. So where there's a abundance and overflow becoming an ever-increasing cycle of blessing to our community. And you know when you have, um, when something goes a little bit wrong with the sound and you get that feedback and you start hearing an awful noise, it's, a, it's a, like a positive feedback loop if I am understanding things correctly. And, uh, but I would like, in a positive sense, for that to happen with overflow, that as we're blessed, we, we give out, and then we're blessed again, and we, and we keep, you know, and it becomes a cycle where it just becomes un unstoppable, and people are drawn to the light, and it's a place of blessing. So this year, our trust must be in God and our loyalty to God as well, and we need to keep our eyes off the circumstances and on God. It's easy to get distracted by circumstances. So I want to, to say as well, we, must, we need to be very, um, we need to resist the temptation to listen to um, negativity. And, and that, can be, that can be in lots of places. Um, we just need to be very thoughtful not to listen to that. And you could think of it as being... Um, false prophets in a way, you know, like sometimes when you've got uh, media spouting negativity or even social media with people beating down on other people or um, television, there's lots of rubbish on television, uh, th that type of false stuff can come in many forms. So always go back to God and his word. What does God say about um, what you're hearing? Does it sound like God? If it's negative, probably not. But ask yourself that. So when the problem with that, with listening to too much of that negative stuff, is that when we listen to them a lot, we might start echoing what they're saying. And then we're, then we're starting to sow seed to create whatever it is they're saying. We need to be very thoughtful that we don't do things like that. Because if we're going to have a year of blessing and abundance, we need to make sure we keep a guard over our mouth and that we're not spouting out that negativity um, that we hear. Because we don't want to reap a harvest of negative stuff, do we? <laughs> we really don't want to. So we need to make sure our hearts are pure before God and keep our eyes on him. So we need to sow good seed to reap a harvest of blessing. And it might need step, well, we should be walking by faith all the time, but it might mean stepping out of our comfort zone. <laughs> it really might. Um, so this year, we need to make sure we're declaring and decreeing increase so that the overflow is great. And with it, we can bless others. So some of the practical uh, things that I want to um, mention entering 2023, one of the main things, as I sort of alluded to before, was that we want to make sure that we're linking people into groups and establishing new groups um, for the purpose of relationship and connection with each other and in our walk with God. Um, also healing, that's physical and emotional healing, discipleship, mentoring. 
And we do have a number of groups already um, functioning, which is wonderful. And I'm just going to uh, say what those are. I may have missed one or two, but um, that's okay because I want to, I'm going to invite two of the group leaders to come up and say something uh, shortly about their group. And over coming weeks, I'll be getting others to do the same. But uh, we have daily prayer, a daily prayer group with Gordon and Margaret. That's actually really functioning really, really well. 9.30 till 10.30 on weekdays at church. Um, and the, I think, where do you meet, Gordon? Over in the children's building? Cool. Uh, we also have a women's group with Miriam fortnightly on Mondays at 1 o'clock. Um, that's at someone's home. We have a men's group with Pastor Peter. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. at church, and we have an informal coffee and connection group. I, I love this. It's not, it wasn't really a group. It just sort of started organically, which is probably the best way to start a group, actually. We're like, actually, there's like regularly like 10 or 15 people coming every single week. Um, maybe that's a group. <laughs> and so Para agrees with me, which is awesome. So most Tuesdays from 10.30 to around about uh, midday, it's just like come and have a coffee in a chat. So that's fun in the cafe. Um, Miriam also has another women's group on Wednesdays at 6.30pm at church. That's every week. Um, and I'm going to get her to speak about that in just a moment. Um, and also there's a study group with Richard and Gail Ann Thursdays at 7pm, is it, Gail Ann? Yep, cool. And that's at their home, which is lovely. And uh, Gail, Anne, are you going to give a little spiel on that? Or, or do you want to do it later? <laughs> okay, that's cool. We might do that next time. That's fine. And uh, we, we, Peter, Pastor Peter and I were thinking, okay, let's do like a, a northern dwellers group because we love, uh, live up um, not far from Levin. And so we were thinking, okay, well, why don't we just have like monthly shared meals, you know, so it can be anything like that at various homes or whatever. But if you're interested in starting a group, come and speak to Pastor Peter or myself about it, okay? Give us your ideas. We want to start, uh, get youth group rerunning again because there's um, becoming an increasing need for that. Um, it, we used to have a very vibrant and, and um, well-functioning youth group. We want to get it going so that it's uh, meeting the needs of our young people um, again, so that's the plan. Um, Miriam, do you want to come and go, give you a little? Can Peter, Pastor Peter? Oh, thanks, Pastor Robin. So Miriam's just going to speak for a couple of minutes on um, her group. Okay. Groups. Good morning, church family. For those who don't know me, my name is Miriam. Uh, Miriam Maloney. I have a privilege of leading a ladies' group known as the three L's. It means life, love and light. Our aim is to encourage and support one another in participating in open, honest discussion in a safe and non-judgmental environment. We unpack the messages that we've heard from the pulpit, ask questions, share experiences, laugh, and share our hearts with each other. We learn how we can apply God's principles to our individual lives relating to the message. We ask God for revelation and insight in, in this environment and we have an opportunity to ask questions and share how this message has impacted us. Looking at where we go to from here, as it is very easy for a great message to just become that and be filed away. Mm. Truth doesn't change our lives. It's truth that's applied that changes our lives. We ask God and each other how to apply these truths in our lives so that we can grow to become women, wives, mothers and grandmothers that he has created us to be, to fulfil the plans that he has for us. God says in his word in Jeremiah 
29.11, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Our goal is to have an intimate relationship with Jesus, pleasing him, lining our thoughts, as Pastor Lisa said, lining our thoughts, speech and actions up with his word, which is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Our goal is to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. A disciple is a pupil or follower of any teacher, that's Webster's Dictionary. A true disciple is not just a student or learner, but a follower, one who applies what he has learned. A true disciple will ask, what would Jesus do? in any situation that they come across. We have um, a couple of ladies that have left the group but continue to connect through WhatsApp video calls and that's going to be expanded. Yeah, that's cool. Um, right, thank you for listening to me <laughs> outlining two groups that are available for our women in the church family and also those who have not become part of the church family yet. Thank you, Miriam. That's wonderful. Okay, so that's, that's great. Yeah, and um, they do have a laugh because I can hear them because I'm, I'm here usually on a Wednesday night for a barbershop and I can see them having fun in their cafe, which is really cool. <laughs> I love that. So yeah, um, Miriam's really great at, um, at introducing herself to, to people too, um, which is wonderful. So I just wanted to give you a little bit of an idea of, of some of the people. If she, if she comes to see you, then, uh, then uh, she's probably wanting to talk to you about um, maybe connecting somehow. So that's the first thing in regards to practical steps is linking people to groups. Second thing... Um, that we, and this is not an all-encompassing thing of what we're doing this year, this is just starting out the year, but Ketekai, which is food, uh, like our food baskets, providing food for those in need in our community. So the purpose of that is to show the love of God by providing food boxes for families who need help. And in December, we were able to provide about 32 Christmas food boxes to families in need in the Carpety area. That's a, that's a lot for a church of our size. I actually think that's really great, and it's achieved by your generous giving. So last year we challenged our church to commit to giving at least one food item to Ketikai each week. Um, I think the leadership team, um, yeah, it was three items per week. Eh? Yeah, around about June, I think, is when we decided to do that. But um, this year we'd like to challenge you again because I, this is not an area that we need to stop doing, you know. This is an area that's really important as we reach out to the, It's just one little way that we can reach out to our community. So I'd really like to challenge each family to just bring one item a week. If you can manage more, then great. But one item a week, um, something non-perishable or something that might, is useful as in groceries like... Um, paper towels or toilet paper or anything like that um, each week in this year and that way we can continue to bless families in need in our community. So there's a, a basket in the cafe where we can place those things and Huia goes in there um, on Tuesdays and empties it out and puts it into the cupboards that we have in a different part of the church and then as, as the needs arise then people get blessed. So the third thing that we've recently, that we've only just uh, mentioned last week and want to get moving this year is an overflow, overflow basket for fresh fruit and vegetables. So the purpose of this is to bless those in our church family. Um, I'm sure you know few, uh, fruit and veggie prices have risen by almost 25% in the last year. That's significant. And so um, if I know that some of us have fruit trees and vegetables that we've got too many things of, you know. Peter, Pastor Peter and I can't eat 10 broccoli heads at once. <laughs> that would be a bit over the top. <laughs> we could try, but I don't think so. We've got a lot of zucchini growing in our garden at the moment, 
And so uh, we'll, we'll be bringing some of those in on Tuesday. Um, Gordon and Margaret have been very kind to bring in pumpkin, first pumpkin of the season. Uh, this is, has a bit of a green colour to it, but it is very sweet, apparently, isn't it? So help yourself. They're wrap, he's even cut them up. So help you and wrap them in glad wrap. So, uh, yeah, thank you. Um, so, so feel free to help yourself. It's just out in the cafe, on the counter at the moment. I suspect it might end up being too small an area to put things uh, at certain times of the year anyway when, when fruit trees are, you know, blooming. But I'm sure that if you've got a, pump, a plum tree, for example, in your, in your garden, you're probably not going to want to eat 100 plums, are you? So, uh, so unless you're planning to preserve them, Maybe um, they, that would be your overflow and you could bring some in. So I just wanted to encourage you about that. They'll be, that'll be open and available on Sunday mornings and Tuesdays as well. So um, please, you know, just remember God's blessed us to be a blessing. Hey, um, Pastor Peter. Pa- Pastor Peter's going to share um, a, 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 something else with us and, and then we've got a declaration to, to do as well. Morning. I promise you don't need your. Uh... Um, basically, I just wanted to share uh, a testimony that happened this week. Um, that happened to myself and also to Pastor Robin. So we met our our neighbour uh, about a year ago. Yeah, just over a year ago. Um, and it was uh, a guy in a white ute rushing up our driveway and uh, rather upset that we had somebody left our property at speed. Now, we have a a set guideline for speed down the gravel driveway. Um, There's kids, there's animals. We don't want anybody getting hurt. So anyway, he came in and he was all angry and upset that somebody had left our property at speed and we should do something about it, etc., And he didn't actually get the response that he thought he was going to get. He thought I was going to react in anger as well. Um, So two hours later, after he left, and he found out all about us being pastors and and what we'd planned for doing up here, he left. And for the last year, it's, hi, how are you, as we drive past, and our dog doesn't look at their dog just for fear if he might come back up the driveway again. (laughs) But I had a phone call on... Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon, sorry, Wednesday morning. And uh, he was very, um, well, I could tell that there was something going on and I thought, oh, we're in trouble again. But clearly we weren't. He said, he asked if he could come up and see us. I'm thinking, Lord, this is becoming a bit of a, bit of a um, common theme around our place where people ring us up and say, I'd really like to come and see you and Pastor Lisa. So anyway, he came up to see us. And he said um, that his father had passed away the night before and that he felt compelled to come up and see us because they wanted to find a pastor to officiate their father's funeral. It was just a small gathering. Ten people? Did we work out better? It was less than, was it more? Oh, okay. Didn't seem that many. <laughs> anyway, so um, I said to him, look, I'm really sorry. I have never officiated a a funeral before but I know a person that might (laughs) and I said so look I'll I'll make a few phone calls and I'm sure we can put our heads together and sort something out for you so I rang Pastor Robin and Pastor Robin went oh I've actually never um, never officiated a funeral that wasn't somebody within the church so that would be new and basically she listened to what God had told her and she stepped out and she officiated the funeral on Friday. Now what she doesn't know is that on Thursday when you met them, you got to speak, so trusting God, you got to speak into their lives about Jesus and what he has done and can do in their lives. Uh, I got a phone call from, Martin that, uh, from Simon that afternoon saying, oh my gosh, She's amazing. Blah, 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 blah. So for half hour he was driving back home talking to me about how amazing our church must be and etc. 
So Friday the funeral uh, happened and uh, we were invited to go back to their place. Unfortunately, both of us had things that we had to get done that afternoon. But I did see him. I, uh, I stopped and saw him on my way home and talked to him over the fence. And what you don't know, Pastor Robin, is that you have started restoration in that family. Um, I won't go into details, but they did not talk for a long time. So restoration started. Members of the family that would never spend time with him stayed the night. And by the sound of it, things are really changing in that, in that household. So now I encourage you to sow the seed of love. Sow what God has on your heart. Like, there's no, I just, at the time I first met him and he was angry and I could have got into the whole rah back, but God clearly put it on our hearts to have a conversation with him. So we need to be the light in people's lives. And so I encourage you to do that. So there you go. It's not, not a tearjerker, but it's a really, it's a, to me I was just really over the moon that we were able to talk into people's, speak into people's lives. Yeah. It wasn't Pastor Robin speeding down the driveway. <laughs> it's actually someone else that we don't know very well, eh? <laughs> yeah, so we, we were, uh, that's basically the end of the message, but we were wanting to take you through a declaration. And if, if you do want a copy, I, I will, I can give it to you, but do you want to read it through yeah. maybe? So we thought we'd read it to you first so you know what you're declaring without just declaring blindly this random thing like. <laughs> um, shall I read it through and then you take yep. them through the decree? Okay, so um, I declare 2023 will be a year of blessing and overflow. God is my Messiah, my supplier, my multiplier, my deliverer and my provider. So this year I choose to sow good seed. I will speak out and declare the word of God over my life, my family, over my church family, my business or place of work, over my community or, and over our nation. I choose to cast off apathy, fear, anxiety, doubt, unbelief and depression. And this year, I choose to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. This year, I choose to walk by faith as I step into my kingdom assignment. This year, I choose to bring the light of God into my assignment on the seven mountains and as a prophetic declaration, I'd raise the banner of victory in 2023. Do you think you can agree to that? Okay, cool. So Pastor okay. Peter's going to take you through the declaration. So I declare... I declare... 2023... Will 2023... Will be a year of blessing and overflow. Will be a year of blessing and overflow. God is my Messiah... God is my Messiah, my supplier, my supplier, my multiplier, my multiplier, my deliverer and my provider, my deliverer and my provider. So this year, this year, I chose to sow good seed. I choose to sow good seed. I will speak and declare the word of God. I will speak and declare the word of God over my life, over my life, my family. My family. Over my church family. Over my church family. My business. My business. Or place of work. Or place okay. of work. Over my community. Over my community. Over our nation. And over our nation. I choose to cast off apathy. I choose to cast off apathy. Fear. Fear. Anxiety. Anxiety. Doubt and unbelief. Doubt and unbelief. And also depression. And depression. This year I choose. This year I choose to be the salt of the earth. To be the salt of the earth. And the light of the world. And the light of the world. This year I choose. This year I choose. To walk by faith. To walk by faith. As I step into my kingdom assignment. As I step into my kingdom assignment. This year I choose. This year I choose. To bring the light of God into my assignments. To bring the light of God into my assignments. On the seven mountains. On the seven mountains. So as a prophetic declaration, the prophetic declaration, I raise the banner of victory in I raise the banner of victory in twenty twenty three. In twenty twenty three. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Amen.
<laughs> yep. So, uh, I'd also like to offer the opportunity if you don't know uh, Jesus or don't have Jesus in your life, looking around, it looks like everybody here is saved, but you never know. Now, I just want to put a question to you. If you passed away today, if you left this building now, where will you go? There's only two places you're going, heaven or the other place. I'm not going to give that too much credence. I want you to go to heaven. We all want you to make it there. Mm. So if you don't know God, I'd ask that, uh, and, you, and you, you feel a calling on your heart that you know, maybe you'd just like to know what this, this Jesus guy is and, and what he can do in your life, then I just ask that you'll come up and, and, and I'll, I'll say a prayer. That's all it takes. It's a simple prayer to ask God into your life. So, uh, uh, and so we'll, we'll, open, we'll open the floor up for prayer as well. So if, if there's anything that you actually need prayer for, then please come up for prayer as well. We have the, um, the leaders and also the um, ministry, ministry team. team. Yeah, thank you, Matt. <laughs> Got my back. Got my back. Yeah, um, we would like to pray for you for whatever you, you might have needs for in your life. Mm-hmm. And so with that, we will... Uh, if you want to go and have a, a this coffee, I don't think no, there is. No I don't know. Because we're going to the picnic, eh? Hey? It's a picnic after yeah, this. So I just want to talk about oh, that for a second, actually. Yeah. So yeah. we've got a picnic after um, this, um, and you are most welcome to come. We would please seat, be seated for a moment. So you're most welcome to come to that. We hope you do. Um, it's not a barbecue. It's a it's a it's a bring your picnic food. Um, unless you've got your own barbecue, because there's no barbecues down there. So it's at Queen Elizabeth Park in the Mackay's Crossing end. So you take, if you head down towards us, if you're going to, we're leaving Paraparaumu on the motorway, it's the very first turn-off. Um, and I think it might say Mackay's Crossing and Emerald Glen Road or something. So you t- Yeah, in the army something rather. So you turn left there, go turn right under the bridge and then head down towards the beach. And uh, so, yeah, it'll be a time of fun. We've, we've got a few things to do. Um, but it'll Negative be a good time gender. of fellowship even if you're not interested in that. So just go down to past the trams to the end and Jasmine's sitting there right now waiting, holding a spot for us, hopefully with some shelter. And uh, have you got a question? Yes, it's in, it's the, no, it's not Paikokariki End, it's Mackay's Crossing. So there's an entrance into Kiwi 2 from Paikokariki, it's not that one. So it's Mackay's Crossing, so it's the northern end, but yeah. Um, so we go down past the trams to the end and she's on the right near the toilets at the beach end. Okay, so, so that's good to be near the toilets, but not too close to the toilets. Yeah, not too close to that. <laughs> yep, so if you, do, if you would like prayer, we're happy to pray for you. If you have never received Jesus as your Lord and Saviour and you'd like to, we want to pray for you as well.